Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you had fantastic weekends. I spent my weekends as I often have for the past several months, mostly with Little League Baseball, but I know graduations, at least if you are in the South, are now occurring. I've got, just right off the top here, I've got a fifth grade graduation to go to tonight. Uh, My 11-year-old is graduating from fifth grade. How did this become a thing? Like, How did we reach the point where you have graduation ceremonies for things that if your kid wasn't moving on, you would have to go to jail? Like if I was like, hey, you know what? I don't want my kid to go to sixth grade. He's in fifth grade. He's learned everything that he needs. You don't graduate from fifth grade. You just go to sixth grade. And by the way, you don't graduate from kindergarten. You just go to first grade. When you graduate from high school, okay, maybe you're done with education. That's also, at least on some level, an accomplishment of sorts. Although, let's be honest, if you don't graduate from high school, you probably screwed up in a big way because it's not that hard to graduate from high school. But if you don't graduate from kindergarten or fifth grade, then your parents go to jail. You have to go to first grade and you have to go to sixth grade. But tonight, I'm going to a fifth grade graduation. So I'm going to finish the show. I'm going to go pick up my kids. And then I'm going to go back to my kids' school so that we can go see the fifth grade graduation. And my understanding is they call their name and they walk across the stage and they get something. I don't even know what they get. Like a diploma allowing you to go to sixth grade, which is state mandated that you have to do anyway. I don't know how this became a thing. Certainly when I was a kid, we didn't have fifth grade graduations. I we didn't have kindergarten graduations. And now, like, by the way, conversations, parents are giving their kids fifth grade graduation presents now. You get a present for graduating from fifth grade? How in the world is this possible? You have to finish fifth grade. You don't have any options. I'll be at the fifth grade graduation tonight. Uh, all right. Um, I got a bunch to get, to dive into with you here. Right off the top, tomorrow, a lot of you are watching and or listening to this from the state of Georgia. Atlanta, at least when I looked at the numbers most recently, is actually the biggest audience of readers that we have for all of OutKick. Uh, Atlanta, Houston, uh, I think we're our top two, if I'm not mistaken. So anyway, city of Atlanta obviously a big part of the state of Georgia. There's a primary tomorrow. Pierce Herschel Walker is going to win. Pierce Brian Kemp is going to win. We'll have Brian Kemp. We'll have David Perdue. We'll have Herschel Walker. All those people will be on the Clay and Buck show tomorrow. Uh, But what is indisputably true is that the overall number of people voting in the state of Georgia has skyrocketed since the 2018 midterms. And this is important. And when I say skyrocketed, according to the Secretary of State in Georgia's office, over 800,000 people have voted already before we even get to tomorrow's official primary day compared to under 400,000 who voted in 2018. So I'm fired up about this because when lies are spread, remember Joe Biden called uh, the Georgia voting bill Jim Crow 2.0, He said it was going to decrease the overall number of people that could vote. And a lot of people bought into these lies. 
And in particular, in the world of sports, the Atlanta Braves lost their All-Star game. They pulled the All-Star game out of Atlanta, Major League Baseball did, and they relocated it to, uh, to the state of Colorado over these lies about the number of uh, voters being restricted. Well, now that we have actual data, and come tomorrow evening, come Wednesday for sure, we'll have all the official numbers throughout the entire primary season. Now that we know that's indisputably a lie, will Major League Baseball apologize to the people of Georgia for pulling the All-Star game on what would have been an honorary day for Hank Aaron? Now, I know people can say, well, the Braves got to host the World Series and had three home World Series games. That's fine. But that shouldn't be the end result here. They should have been able to host the World Series and also host the All-Star game. So, for everybody out there that made this happen, all the people who spread the lies about Jim Crow 2.0, remember Joe Biden tried to argue that it was actually Jim Eagle even worse than Jim Crow, which made no sense as many things that Joe Biden is arguing make no sense. It's been proven to be a lie. It's been proven to be a falsehood. Well, all those people who covered this story and led to Atlanta losing the All-Star game, will they apologize? Will Major League Baseball walk back and apologize to Atlanta residents, to state of Georgia residents, to everybody out there based on the lies that they propagated, to all the Georgia politicians that were involved in implementing this new law? Probably not but they should. And this is a big story that I'm going to stay on, rest assured. Speaking of big story, Stacey Abrams uh, decided to weigh in on the state of Georgia. Stacey Abrams is the Democrat nominee to run for governor in Georgia. She's running probably against Brian Kemp. She lost by 50,000 votes to him, refused to concede in 2018, and became the patron state of the Democrat Party. Now, As we reach 2022, she's probably going to get crushed because she's made a lot of questionable decisions. Uh, But this most recent statement is dumb even by Democrat in 2022 standards. Stacey Abrams called the state of Georgia the worst state to live in in America. Now, look, I've never ranked the worst states to live in. I am highly confident that Georgia is nowhere near the worst state in America to live in. I haven't been to every state, but I've been to a lot of them, and Georgia is nowhere near the worst state to live in. If it were, people wouldn't be moving in there like crazy. I think Stacey Abrams is done. And we're a little bit over, a little bit uh, under six months from the official midterm date in November of 2022. And... I'm curious how many votes will Stacey Abrams have to lose by in order to be willing to concede? Because I think she's going to get crushed in 2022 way worse than she got crushed in 2018. And she should, based on everything she's arguing for, based on helping to get the All-Star game getting pulled out of Atlanta, based on making all the little kids wear masks while she wasn't wearing a mask, despite as an obese adult, being by far the most dangerous person in all those photos, and now for saying that the state that she wants to be governor of is the worst in the country. Uh, Yeah, 
That is an embarrassment. Stacey Abrams deserves a big victory to go against her because I want her to have to concede. Speaking of big issues, this story slid under the radar and a lot of people did not notice it. But in late November, just in time for uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, ESPN announced that they had lost 8 million subscribers in 2021. Let me repeat that. ESPN, 8 million people elected to no longer have a cable and satellite subscription, including ESPN. That's an average of 22,000 people a day that elected to no longer pay ESPN for their programming. And I would encourage you to go read the article that I wrote about this. It's up on OutKick right now. went up yesterday. Right now, they're trying to sell you the idea that ESPN is going to pivot from ESPN, the cable network, to ESPN+, and that that's somehow going to save themselves going forward. That is a lie. ESPN is a dead company walking. They are likely to to lose another 20 million plus cable subscribers over the next five or so years. Um, And as those numbers of subscribers decline precipitously, the amount of money that ESPN is making to be able to pay for sports rights will similarly collapse. ESPN Plus uh, is losing money hand over fist And really, the analogy that you need to understand from a larger business perspective is ESPN is a sinking ship. ESPN Plus is also a sinking ship. The idea was, oh, as ESPN goes underwater, we'll just step over to ESPN Plus, and that is going to be a highly successful business. That is not true. The ESPN business model is fundamentally broken and really... Disney should be trying to sell ESPN working feverishly to get someone else to buy it because it makes no sense for them going forward. And in the years ahead, it's going to turn negative and begin to cost them, I really believe this based on the data, billions of dollars a year. Uh, The die is cast. Most people still haven't realized it. One reason why I'm successful in sports media is because, frankly, a lot of people in sports media are dumb and just repeat the same talking points over and over again that they are being given. This is a real deal. 22,000 people a day abandoning ESPN is not going to be replaced by ESPN+. Plus. Trust me on this. Go read that article. Think about it. It has major seismic impact for the sports uh, business industry in general. Uh, I wanted to mention this. We talked about the fact that the Georgia primary is going on uh, Tuesday. By the way, officially the Pennsylvania primary has still not been settled. I'm looking at the absolute latest numbers. Let's see if I can hit refresh here in Pennsylvania. Um, And it looks like Dr. Oz is going to win. Uh, He has a lead of a little bit over 1,000 votes. Uh, as we are looking right now. Well, actually, it literally just switched while I am sitting here. The lead is down to exactly 1,000 votes. Dr. Oz has 418,666 votes. Dave McCormick has 417,000. 
666 votes. There are exactly 1,000 votes that separate these guys in terms of who the nominee is going to end up being in Pennsylvania for the Republican Party. Okay, I bring that up for this reason. Kathy Barnett got just shy of 25% of the vote. Dr. Oz got 31.2% of the vote. That is right at 56% of the overall vote that was cast in Pennsylvania, 55.9% to be accurate, went for, in the Pennsylvania Republican primary, either Dr. Oz, who would be the first Muslim to ever serve in the United States Senate if he is elected, or to Kathy Barnett, a black woman running for the Pennsylvania Republican uh, Senate nomination. If 56% of all the voters in the Pennsylvania Republican primary are supporting Dr. Oz, a Muslim, and Kathy Barnett, a black woman, to represent their entire state, that doesn't seem like a racist political party to me. In fact, I believe if you look at the data, Hispanics, Asians, uh, and, uh, and, and certainly black people are overwhelmingly starting to leave the Democrat Party and become Republicans. It's happening, okay? It happened in 2020. It's happening in 2022. Most of the media is missing it because they're still buying into the big story of, oh, everybody in the Republican Party is racist. They're awful human beings. Uh, I understand why you would find it hard if you live in New York or LA to see what the actual on-the-ground data is reflecting. But Republicans in Pennsylvania, 56% of them just voted either for potentially the first Muslim in Senate history in Dr. Oz and for a black woman to get 25% of the vote. Now, Republicans, thankfully, don't play identity politics in terms of race and ethnicity in the same way uh, that Democrats do. They do something interesting. They just actually go out and vote for the people that they think best represent them, regardless of what their background is. Meanwhile, the Democrat Party, which claims that everybody else is racist, is led by Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, and Nancy Pelosi, three super old white people. Just worth thinking about. Media won't talk about it much. We'll be right back. Got to take a little break here. We are rolling without kicking. You don't want to miss a moment. Stay tuned. Um, Conan O'Brien. I saw this written uh, by uh, my guy Bobby Barak. Conan O'Brien just got $150 million for his podcast as a part of a serious XM deal. Uh, that is an inordinate amount of money, $30 million a year for Conan O'Brien. And it continues the trend line of the best way to develop a big audience is not necessarily to be full-time at a major media company. It's to uh, be creating your own ownership stake in your content. Uh, We've seen guys like Joe Rogan, guys like the one you're listening at right now, uh, me, uh, Portnoy with Barstool, uh, Conan O'Brien, lots of different people out there. Megyn Kelly's doing it now. Certainly the Daily Wire crew with Ben Shapiro and others. Um, We're seeing a massive amount of demand for original, smart content that is honest and authentic 
And uh, and I think you're going to see more and more of these. By the way, Bill Simmons at uh, at Spotify with what he built at the Ringer. Uh, this is really a story worth following. And if you are interested at all in the media business, your goal used to be, hey, I hope one day I can work at a big company. That's how you end up getting paid. I got to tell you, you look at all those guys I just named, hundreds of millions of dollars being spent on new media companies. By the way, Dan Levitard's trying to do it now with Meadowlark. Uh, that is the trend line uh, that uh, that is starting to have a great deal of success. Um, we got a fun story up at uh, OutKick today. Ron DeSantis is putting out his own baseball cards, autographed limited edition baseball cards uh, that he is raising money for as a part of his uh, campaign, the 2022 governor's campaign in Florida, which by the way, he's not even going to have an opponent until late August. This race is done. DeSantis is going to win by, in my opinion, seven or eight points, which is going to qualify as a landslide in the state of Florida. I don't think Florida is going to be remotely close come November. And this ties in with DeSantis. I think he's going to end up running in 2024. I really do. I think he's going to run against Donald Trump uh, after we get the full numbers from the election in Florida. Uh, But this, I think, is a cool idea. DeSantis played baseball at Yale. Uh, he batted over uh, 300 in his senior year. He was the team captain. He was also on a Little League World Series team coming out of Florida that played in Williamsport, uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, these baseball cards are up. You can go see the article about it at OutKick. I think you guys will enjoy that. Congrats to Justin Thomas. He won the uh, PGA Championship over the weekend. Massive comeback. Uh, three-play overtime uh, that he won against Will Zalatoris. And Justin Thomas has now weighed in on the Texas A&M and Alabama feud that is going on. Justin Thomas played golf at Alabama. He is a monster SEC football fan. Good dude overall. Um, And uh, by the way, your boy here on Fox Bet Live gave you out Justin Thomas at somewhere between 15 and 18 to 1 to win the PGA Championship this year. So, I hope you listened to me. Uh, That would have been a uh, nice victory to be able to uh, tie up. By the way, can you guys see these? Um, I got this mug made. You can go online and define. I know uh, the the Daily Wire guys, they have what? Liberal tier uh, coffee mugs. I went and got this uh, made because I was like, Hey, you know, there's going to be a lot of blue check tears coming on in 2022. I think I actually got this mug made when I sold OutKick because I knew there were going to be a bunch of blue check tears over that. Um, we're not even selling these yet. And I don't even think that uh, that this is uh, copyrighted. I haven't seen anybody else with this. But I went and got my own coffee mug made, uh, blue check tears. Uh, and now I'm going to enjoy... Ah, tastes great. All those blue checks out there constantly triggered over the fact that their guy, Joe Biden, is the worst president in 100 years in the United States. Um, So anyway, Justin Thomas, congrats to him and the PGA. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Did you see this? The attacker finally has gone public and described why he decided to run onto the stage in Los Angeles with a weapon and attack Dave Chappelle. Said he was triggered by LGBT jokes that Dave Chappelle is making. Well, hold on. So what? 
This is a perfect epitomization, a larger scale metaphor of speech under attack, literally under attack. A guy ran onto the stage with a weapon, got roughed up, thankfully, after he made contact with Dave Chappelle. Um, And this is what the left wing in this country believes is right. They believe words are violence. They believe speech should be controlled to such an extent that if a comedian makes a joke that you don't like, he should have to uh, deal with the consequences from that. And crazily, in Los Angeles, they aren't even charging this guy with a felony. He got charged with a misdemeanor for storming the stage and attacking Dave Chappelle. It's completely unacceptable in my opinion. He should have been charged with a felony. I am Team Chappelle here, not this loser who got triggered uh, by a joke. Um, The Warriors are up 3-0. I watched the last quarter of this game against the Mavericks. Most of these games have not been very close in the NBA playoffs of late. Uh, but uh, Steph Curry and the Warriors effectively ending the Dallas Mavericks chances in this series by taking Game 3 last night in Dallas. Uh, we've got, what, Game 4 going on in Boston. I feel like the full uh, full fix will be in uh, because the NBA can't have a five-game series with the uh, Miami Heat going up against the Golden State Warriors and potentially a sweep. So I am all in on the Celtics to cover and win tonight. I think they'll bounce back and tie it up at two games apiece. A couple of other uh, stories that are out there. we got a lot. Uh, the baby formula. Did you see the baby formula? I knew that Joe Biden was going to be a bad president. That's why I voted for Donald Trump, right? I never would have believed that we would have to be getting airlifts of baby formula from Europe in order to feed the babies in this country. You want a unprecedented level of failure from the President of the United States. We can't even feed our babies in this country. There are babies being hospitalized because there isn't baby formula to be had and found on the shelves in this country. We opened up phone lines on Clay and Buck and we said, hey, are you having trouble finding baby formula? And we were deluged with calls, not just from parents, but from grandparents as well who were unable to find baby formula for their children. Initially, the Biden administration said, oh, this is a made-up story, but now you're recognizing that it is real and it is so bad that Europe is having to provide us baby formula in order to be able to bring baby formula into this country. We are using military cargo planes to fly in that baby formula. This is an embarrassment. This is an outrage. This is a perfect testament to how bad Joe Biden has been, the worst president in 100 years in this country. I don't think it's kind to compare Jimmy Carter to Joe Biden at this point. I think you have to go all the way back to Herbert Hoover, who was president when the Great Depression set in. Uh, Bill Maher uh, made his own commentary about transgender-related issues on his show. Uh, And I read, I'm reading this HBO book, um, Oral History, by, I believe, James Andrew Miller, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It's a really interesting book all about the history of HBO. I finished it last night. It's like 950 pages long. Said that Bill Maher has never won an Emmy Award for 
his show. Now, I think he's doing a fabulous job on HBO, uh, raising issues and talking about uncomfortable truths that there are going to be a lot of people who want to cancel him for what he's saying. But my goodness, the idea that we would be treating transgender... He, he made a joke, and I thought it was a good one. He said, look, when I was eight years old, I wanted to be a pirate. If anybody had allowed me to uh, like poke my eye out and saw off part of my leg so I could have a peg leg, that would have been child abuse. And it's a ridiculous analogy, but it's kind of where we are. We don't allow, in this country, we don't allow 18-year-olds, people who are under 18-year-olds, to sign a contract, to join the military, to be considered above the age of consent, you're still a minor. You can't drink beer until you're 21. You can't rent a car lots of places until you're 25. But we're allowing people to remove their genitals and change their gender while they're still minors? Let me be clear about this. That is child abuse and should not be permitted anywhere. Now, when you get to be over 18 years old, if you want to change your gender, You can make that choice if you decide that you think it's the right choice for you. But the idea that we would allow anyone under the age of 18 to be getting hormone blockers, to be having gender reassignment surgery, it should be not permitted. It should be child abuse. And no part of the United States should allow it to happen, period. Um, All right, so there's all these different issues going on right now. Have you heard about monkeypox? Now, monkeypox evidently spreads from like sex, primarily gay sex, according to the WHO in Europe. I'm not an expert in monkeypox, but what I will tell you is this. Over this weekend, I got bit by a spider. I think I don't know if you can see, can you see on my forearm? It's look, I'm 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 not turning into Spider-Man. And we all know that I have an incredible immune system because I've had COVID like 15 times and I'm perfectly fine. Uh, But I got bit by a spider. Pretty confident it's a black widow or that it was a, uh, what's the other one? The black widow and the brown recluse. Pretty confident that it was one of those. Because I felt the bite and I was like, oh man, that really hurt. And I looked around for the spider and it had already run off. So I got bit by a spider. I'm going to be fine, all right? But also, I got a telephone call that the peanut butter that we bought may have been exposed to salmonella. So I feel like I was in a des- I was in a Final Destination movie over the weekend uh, because they're telling me, hey, you need to make sure that you don't eat the peanut butter that you bought. And I thought that was crazy. I got a call on my cell phone from Costco. They are evidently able at Costco to track what you bought to such an extent that they could call me and tell me that peanut butter had been purchased that might be exposed to salmonella. So that means they know everything that I've ever bought at Costco and they can just type it in uh, and then they get my phone number and they call me. I mean, that kind of blew me away, all right? So I got the spider bite. I got salmonella in the, uh, in the, uh, in the uh, peanut butter. I've got the monkey pox going on. Well, lesser man then your boy here would be dead. But I want you to all know that I'm fine and that thankfully I'm so fine. I'm leaving right now and going to be shortly at a fifth grade freaking graduation. A fifth grade graduation.
graduation. That's where we are. I love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, go check out OutKick. Appreciate all of you. You can email me, claytravis at gmail.com. I'm working right now uh, on the anonymous mailbag for tomorrow, as I always do. This has been OutKick, the show. Appreciate all the support. Hope you guys have fantastic Mondays.